think it's probably true that uh, as we go through this sermon series on the Wednesdays that we've had, where we've looked at kind of the family life that arises in the person of Jesus Christ, um, that's, a, that's just a very relevant conversation as we come to the holidays. Because in the holidays, we are with our family, we begin thinking about our family, where they're at, what they're doing. Um, I know for many of us, when we wake up in the morning or, or go to bed at night and we say our prayers, a lot of times our prayers have to deal with family. And, and the reality is, is, is that we don't choose our family. The family we have is the family we have. And that's that. Uh, when we were growing up, maybe our our angst and frustration was with the family that came before us. And now, certainly, some of our angst and frustration is the family that's coming after us and the routes that they have maybe chosen or going down and, and where they are at. How many times I've had conversations with people as they struggle with the choice their children made of leaving the church or struggling with it in such a way that we can't talk to them. Marcus and I were speaking about this yesterday and realizing that we can't even make projections into the future about that. Because our own daughters, I can't tell you what their life will be like, the world that they will face. I can only tell that the world they face will be different from the one I faced when I was their age. And the struggles that they will have in the faith will be different from the ones that I have. Just we don't choose the situation our family is in or the family that we have. It's pretty common these days to have somebody in the family that cares about genealogy. And to go through the books and to do all the hand labor of finding and discovering who came before us. Being someone who grew up in Missouri, you always run the risk of finding out too much about your family and which side of the country they were on in the Civil War. I remember when our family discovered that we had people that kind of fought for the wrong side. We just wanted to hide that away and not talk about it or think about it too much. Jesus came from a family that we could probably say the same about. Their history was part of the history of Israel. And what they did who they were were not exactly the people that you would want to broadcast. If you remember back to your Sunday school days, which I know you can easily do, you might remember many of these different names and what it was that they had done. Tamar was a woman who was known to dress as a woman of the night. She kept having husbands die out from under her. And while that happened, she eventually slept with her father-in-law, conceived. Once that happened, they just parted ways. You remember the story of Rahab, who herself was also a prostitute, and a Canaanite. Not really the most desired among the Israelites. And Ruth is someone that we remember quite well, but Ruth was a Moabite. Maybe you remember Moabite 
the ones who, in their worship practices, believed in children's sacrifices. Meaning that somewhere, probably in her younger years, she at least witnessed and went along with a child being sacrificed to a false idol. Now, I'm not picking on the females. The males did not have that great of a reputation themselves. We certainly remember David, and we remember Bathsheba. We remember Solomon, who broke every rule there was to break. comes out of that, who was so terrible that it says the violence he caused within Jerusalem filled Jerusalem with blood in the streets, stretching across the city. This is the family that the Savior of the nations comes out of. The one who all things were created through. This is the family line that he comes into incarnation. So the family for us that we have and did not choose, maybe we can actually sell in comparison. There is a lesson to be had. Is that the Lord uses people that do not fit the perfect picture. He uses the families who do not look the ideal There was a time when you came to church and you had to put on your Sunday dress. And you had to put on a perfect picture. And in some ways, I'm very thankful that maybe that time has passed. Because the people that gather here are like David, are like Ruth and like Graham and Tamar. We don't have to. We can't even put forward a pretty picture assuming that we do. We have the same thing that that family had. A God who redeems the lost. Our reading in Romans speaks of the way that we ourselves, who at one time were considered enemies of God, have been reconciled to Him. This is being written by a man who professes himself to actually be a murderer, someone who spilled the blood of the church, whose zealousness for the law led him to kill those who found salvation in the gospel. The Lord uses sinners. The Lord redeems sinners. Including our own families. Including those who do not meet the expectations that we have set. I feel like reading the genealogy of Jesus at the time of Christmas is perfect. Because it reminds us that there's actually hope 
for those prayers that we've said for our families. That the Lord has used the lives of those who wandered away from God before. It's through a family like that that salvation came to this world. And it's in families like ours that salvation from the Lord can be found. That Jesus speaks to the families that are broken, to the lives that have been shattered, to those who pray constantly for the word of God to break through into our families. He reaches into those, and by the blood of Jesus, he redeems them. And by the blood of Jesus, to those who call on his name, he gives them hope that he hears and he answers these prayers. For us as Christians, we do have a struggle that we have to work through, and that is maybe the expectations we place on our families. And maybe trying to remind ourselves that we can make all the plans in the world, but sometimes it just doesn't But our prayers for their salvation, the hope that we have for them to come to faith, those are ones that have been secured for us, secured by Jesus himself, the one who came as the son of David and the son of Abraham to speak to the people of God and redeem them. As we gather around our family tables this Christmas, and we remember all those that we pray for in our own families. We gather together in hope, knowing that the Lord hears our prayers. That the Word of God is powerful. It can save the families of, the, of Jesus. It can save our families. We've been right. We've been saved by the blood of Jesus. So is that.